0: Actually, there was a a chap, one of you, wandering around looking for his wife earlier on, and uh, I think it's hard to see where our spouses are and family with the masks on, and also with so many people here. So this is our three congregations for this united service, and how wonderful it is that we're able to gather as three churches, but one body of Christ. Isn't that fantastic? Um, just as we prayed at the beginning, I have some sad news to share, and that's that Pauline Keane has passed away in the week. Um, I think most will have heard that now. Um, we're just going to pray for the family and friends of Pauline, and we're going to pray for the family and friends of Jill Noy as well. So let's just hold them up, our brothers and sisters in Christ, in a moment of prayer just before we begin the service. So let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, at these times of challenge, and through all the joys of seeing each other again, we do lift up to you the family and friends of Pauline Keane and also Jill Moy. We pray this morning that you would be a strength and a comfort to them. We ask that you be with family and friends who grieve today, and that you bear them up, turn their hearts and thoughts to you. Let let them know that they are loved with the eternal love of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I think we all know the rules now. We've had it for more than a year. But a very big welcome to you all to this parish praise service in Easter time, in Easter season. And a very warm welcome too, if you're joining us online, it's great to have your company as well with us, and you can download a copy of the liturgy from our church website, which is www.windsandchurches.org.uk. But we begin with a greeting. Please do remain seated for it. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. talks about christ our king we're praying that god's kingdom will come and his will will be done this first hymn rejoice the lord his king sing again when we're allowed to. I find it really hard actually restraining myself when it says rejoice again, I say rejoice, but hopefully it won't be too much longer, we don't know for sure yet, but hopefully July time we'll be able to sing again. Wouldn't that be wonderful to sing our Lord's praises? Actually someone was sharing that they listen to the radio, the service on the radio in bed at 8am, I won't embarrass them, uh, this person, because it would be a bit too embarrassing for John and Chris. (laughs) And they were sharing that they could sing along to those hymns in bed. What a privilege, what a joy. Hopefully it won't be too long before we can do that together. But for now, we come to a time of confession. And this is our moment, this is your moment and mine, where we come before the Lord, our Saviour. We call to mind before him those moments where we know we've fallen short of his love. And we know we've perhaps said or done things That have impacted negatively on others. We would have done differently, maybe, if we'd had the chance again. Well, let's make our confession together, knowing that the God we serve is both faithful and forgiving. We pray together. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. And now may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all his goodness, keeping you in life eternal. Amen. Amen. And the calling a special prayer for Easter season. Risen Christ, you filled your disciples with boldness and fresh hope. Strengthen us today to proclaim your risen life and fill us with your peace to the glory of God the Father. to our Bible reading. Having suitably embarrassed John and Chris, Chris is going to come and read our reading from the book of Acts. Thank you Chris.
1: Our reading this morning is from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 15 to 17 and 21 to 26. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in this ministry. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord went in and out among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us and of his resurrection." So they proposed two men, Joseph, called Sabbas, also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry. Which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they drew lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Thanks, Lord.
0: Thank you, Chris. Well, I think I've shared before when I've been out walking our little dog, Diggory, his tendency to wake me up at 5.30am, great alarm clock, don't recommend it to you, but as we were wandering around at Winscombe, our way to, to the strawberry line, we noticed a wild animal at large on the new Red Row housing estate, do you want to see what it was? 5.30am? Just walking around on the strawberry line this morning, there ahead of us in the distance was a deer. And he stopped to look at me and the dog and just stayed there. I thought he was going to wander off. But it occurred to me, Lord, is there any significance in that? When I logged onto my computer screen this morning, the screensaver set for the day was a deer. (laughs) Lord, what are you saying? Does God indeed speak through these happy Coincidences, or is it just our humanity and pure coincidence? Either way, we've got a beautiful rendition of our next hymn. What hymn could we possibly have? Uh, Well, today we're thinking about prayer and our choices. Did God really want me to play that song? Maybe, maybe not. But of course, there's only one thing you can say to seeing that animal three times in the week, and that is, oh dear. <laughs> I thought I'd get that in before someone else came up with That'll make you chuckle for the rest of the day and think, why do I bother coming, maybe? Does God lead us in these small things as well as the bigger things in life? Many years ago, when I was a student in Sheffield, I was standing at a bus stop. That's not what I looked like many years ago with hair or anything like that. But I was standing at a bus stop with a friend who was a Christian. We went to Christian union together, and he prayed out loud. He said, Lord, if you want me to go on that holiday to Costa Blanca, let the number 11 bus. Come along now. And sure enough, sure enough, round the corner came the number 11 bus. And I said to him, Well, perhaps you should have said Barbados, because that's where I would have gone. So, it was my friend's prayer answers? Or perhaps he was looking for an answer to justify a decision that he'd already made. Sometimes our prayer requests targeted at forcing God into a corner. My, friends, my friend required God to A, answer pretty much immediately and B, with a binary answer, yes or no. i kind of trying to put God in a corner. I wonder in our humanity do we try and do that. I think I do from time to time. Well, in our Bible reading from the book of Acts we follow a group of disciples who also wanted an immediate answer to their prayer and like my friend, they have prayed, they sought guidance from scripture, and they ask for God's leading, they ask for his will to be done, which I'm going to use as a model for us. If you sometimes struggle with these items in prayer, you're wondering is this thing right, then this can be a model for you to take away this morning. In Acts chapter 1, you would have Heard that reading, they used casting lots. Now, please don't go away and say, Vicar told me to cast, draw lots. (laughs) That's the last recorded incident of drawing lots in the Bible, and it's significant, which I'll touch on later. It was a time-honored method for the Jews to discern God's will, but we don't need to use it, and I'll explain why. So how do we approach God in our prayer requests? if we think about Jesus, there are so many instances in the Gospels where he was faced with difficult decisions or challenging circumstances. He might be on his way somewhere and someone would come up for healing or for a particular need or feeling the 5,000. There were these moments where he found he was just too busy not to pray. So many incidents of Jesus praying at his baptism, when he was withdrawing from the crowds in Luke 5, 16, after healing people, Mark 1.35, before choosing the original 12 in Luke 6, at the Transfiguration in Luke 9, before teaching his disciples the Lord's Prayer in Luke 11, and before he was captured in John 17, which is also our gospel reading for this Sunday. He prayed about the challenging decisions in life, and he prayed about the little Decisions in life. And so it seems to me the disciples in that book of Acts, that we heard today, are following in their Lord's footsteps. And so can we too. And there's a helpful model of prayer I want to share with you. And it's got an acronym to help us remember it. That's fortunate, isn't it? You're someone who needs acronyms, I do. Therefore, I find them really, really helpful. In Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Jesus told his followers the parable of a widow who persisted in trying to get justice of a judge. Jesus uses that parable to underline the importance of persistence in prayer. So our first point is we need to persist in prayer. And I want us just to consider for a moment what our motivation in persisting should be. You've been to Nepal, or Tibet, or parts of India, you'll see these, remember what these are? Someone say what these are, prayer wheels. Prayer wheels. Yeah. Buddhists can't believe that in constantly rotating the prayer wheels and repeating mantras, that will get their prayers heard. And whilst I do like that sense of prayerful meditation, and the fact that they, they keep going at it, I don't believe that God is persuaded by the pure mechanics of repetition instead as today's Bible reading from Acts tells us in verse 24 God looks at what's in our hearts that's verse 24 so in persisting in our prayer requests we're bringing what's in our hearts before the Lord and we know our loving heavenly Father has our best interests and repeatedly raising our requests, we gain not only a sense that God is hearing us, but that our hearts move more closely to where his heart is. We naturally turn to wanting his kingdom to come, and his will to be done. And that's what we're praying for at the moment. Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The future is uncertain, but we know holds it and that's our Lord, our Friend and our Saviour. First point, persist. Second point, reflect. We know from the Gospels, some of those examples I gave you, Jesus frequently withdrew from crowds to reflect and pray. But reflection these days has somewhat a pejorative overtones. You might hear on the radio one politician saying, so-and-so should really reflect on their actions on the Today programme not so long ago, I was listening to that. But it also has a very positive, long-standing Christian heritage in the monastic tradition. Because it seems to me when we reflect, we're opening our minds to God. We're using what he's given us. He's given us brains, he's given us the power of reason, our intellects, and he's given that as a gift and he expects us to use it. Another Christian friend I went to visit more recently, complained to me as we were having a pint in the pub. He said, Andrew, I made this investment of money, a lot of money, and I lost it all. Why did God let me lose it all? He said, why did God let me lose it all? Seemed to me that he was actually blaming God for his own poor investment choice. Sometimes I think we can blame God for our own muddles because it's convenient when we don't want to take responsibility for our own choices. In John 17, today's gospel reading, Jesus is praying for his disciples and saying, look, Father, they're in the world, but they're not of the world. So We're not absolved from making these difficult choices, but there is a model we can use, asking for God's help, and one of the ways we do that is to reflect on it. Does what we want or what we plan fit with the 10 commandments? What's the impact on our neighbor? our planet, our community, our family? Will this be for the long-term good of the family of God? This matters in the little things as well as the big. Lord, should I have shreddies or wheatpicks for breakfast? I usually have a bit of both, that solves that problem. It doesn't really matter, but if we have a hamburger for breakfast every day, it probably does matter, because you may not be around in 10 years' time, to keep praying for God's kingdom to come. There's an impact on our health. Our choices have consequences. So pray, reflect. I think that's a sign for "Ask pizza. <laughs> Please don't go and <laughs> well, nothing wrong with ask pizza. pe yourself is actually very good. This isn't an advert. Thirdly, like those disciples were doing, they're asking for God's direction in key decisions, like when you're buying a new house, marrying someone, got a new job, or when we recently discerned a vision for our church community, as we did as a PCC, and you'll be hearing all about that in the not-too-distant future. We're excited about it. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit had a come and go ministry. We read about Lots of incidences of that. Coming on Samson and David, Saul and Eli. It's very much a come and go, honestly. That's why they needed to draw lots. But in the New Testament, what I'm reading today is the last recorded incidence of drawing lots in the Bible because the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. Jesus described the Holy Spirit as the comforter who will guide you in all truth. That's John 14, 26. Jesus has promised the permanent accompaniment of the Holy Spirit who will never leave us or forsake us. And his Holy Spirit is on hand at all times and in all places to lead and help and guide us. All we have to do is ask. And that's a really encouraging thought as we go through challenging times as well as good. Lastly, we've driven on the roads in America, they don't have give way, they have this sign. Someone shout out what it says. Yield. Yield. And you know if you don't yield, (laughs) might not be there for much longer. It's there for a reason. There are times when we need to yield, to give way to God. After we've persisted in prayer, we've reflected on what we've brought before God our Father, we've engaged our intellect, we've asked for the Holy Spirit's leading, we then have to be prepared for God to lead us. And sometimes our request might be granted in the way we hoped, but other times it may not be. You alone are my strength, my shield. You alone may my spirit yield to. Words from us, the dear. We believe, as Romans 8 says, that God will work out all things for the good of those who love him. When we pray, we are submitting or yielding our own will to God's, ultimately praying for his kingdom come and his will to be done. So if you put all those together, pray, reflect, ask, yield, they make a helpful acronym that even I can remember. Amen. Amen. Consciously, you've been sat for a while, so I'm just going to invite you to stand. And we're going to proclaim our faith together in the words of the Creed. We say together, though he was divine, he did not cling to equality with God, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a slave, He was born in human likeness. He humbled himself and was obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has raised him on high and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Please be seated once again as we come to a time of prayer and I'm going to ask William to lead us. Thank you.
3: The framework for the first part of of today's prayers is the work of Christian Aid. When you hear the phrase, hear our prayer, please respond, saying, and in your love, answer. Let us remember those suffering in poverty and hunger. Nearly one billion people go to bed every night hungry, and two million children die from malnutrition every year. Gracious God, we pray for an end to such suffering, for justice and peace. Hear our prayer, and And in your your love, answer. As many as 69 million school children do not attend school, we remember and give thanks for those striving for universal education. Gracious God, we pray for the thirst of knowledge throughout the world is quenched, so that the potential of all children is realised. Hear our prayer. And in your love, answer. answer. Women constitute half the world's population, perform nearly two thirds of its work hours, receive one tenth of the world's income, and own less than one hundredth of the world's property. Gracious God, we pray we honor your image in all people. Hear our prayer, and in your love, answer. 9 million children still die each year before they reach their 5th birthday. We remember those working to improve child health. Gracious God, we, all, we pray we all, always care for people of all ages as if caring for Christ. Hear our prayer. And in your love, our soul. Every day, over 7,400 people are infected with HIV. 5,500 people die from aids related illnesses. Malaria kills a child in the world every 45 seconds. Gracious God, we pray we always might reach out to so-called untouchables, in mind, spirit and body, extending your love and your healing touch. Hear our prayer, and in your love, our the second part of our prayers reminds us of the joy of thy kingdom come. The global prayer movement invites Christians around the world to pray between Ascension Day and Pentecost for more people to come to know Jesus. May our faith and our words stir us to action. Knowing your will is to bring justice and goodness to all. Hear our prayer, and in your love, answer. May we now pray for our 5 and There'll be a moment of silence whilst we remember our five. May our prayers strengthen them and help them to know Jesus. And may the Spirit of the Lord guide us. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: And we continue to pray in the words of the Lord's Prayer, which is on screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We're coming towards the end of this service of praise uh, and our final hymn, is a celebration of God's majesty, crown him with many crowns. This is the king who wants to come and reign in all his fullness. Please, I know it's hard not to sing along because I really want to take a along to this one, but just enjoy the words and the music on the screen. Then William's got an announcement and then we'll conclude with the blessing.
3: next Monday week, the 24th of May. Hopefully you'll all be back again at seven o'clock for the APCM, that exciting day in the church calendar when we all gather and look back on what the church has been up to in the year ahead and perhaps more importantly, look forward to what we're going to get up to in the future. Um, and also it will be an opportunity to say a big thank you to our church wardens who are stepping down then. So look forward to seeing you all here, at least all those in Winscombe and Sanford, uh, next uh, Monday the 24th at 7 p.m. One of the important things that meeting will be doing is looking at the church accounts. As you leave today, if you'd like to pick up a hard copy of this document, the reason I'm just drawing your attention to it now is because the accounts look a bit different this year. They're presented in a slightly different format. So what you will find in here is an explanatory note, uh, confirmation that the accounts have been approved and signed off by the independent examiner, and a summary of the accounts. And what we do recognise is that because they look different, people might have a bit of a challenge to, to understand them. So, if you have any questions, can you please email them to me um, before Thursday, um, and then we will try and get answers back to you before the actual meeting. So, um, there is an opportunity for you to look at them, exciting readings, you get back from your service today, over a cup of coffee, uh, and you can study the accounts, and that will really through you. Um, but if you have any queries, uh, do get in touch before Thursday, that would be much appreciated. Um, thank you also for all your support for Christian Aid this week, um, it's been brilliant. There is still an opportunity to donate, there are still envelopes outside. If you have your envelope already stuffed full of all the, lots of money, uh, we would love to receive those as well. Um, and um, it would be just brilliant, the support. It's not like it's been in previous years, but as we all know, any Donation helps tremendously. Finally, all of that is all summed up in the church newsletter, which lots of you receive by email, but we are aware that a number of people are not on email and therefore don't receive the newsletter. And we're trying to encourage people who do not have email or indeed would prefer a hard copy. So now there are hard copies available at each of our services, so do please pick up one. Um, and I'm now going to go outside and be ready with all those exciting things for you to take away. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you,
0: William. It doesn't get more exciting than looking at accounts, as it goes. Um, I also want to say that uh, on Thursday this week, it is the St. John's APCM at St. John's Church in Churchill, and that's with St. Mary's, because St. John's is currently in a parish with St. Mary's as well. So, if you're uh, from St. John's, it's lovely that you're able to join us today. Your APCM has got a different day and time. Uh, If you want to come to the Winscombe one, it'll be the wrong one. Go to the one on Thursday, which will be equally exciting. Okay, so we've reached the end of our service. Let me just conclude by praying God's blessing on you all so please stand and I'll ask God to bless us all in his name it's been wonderful to see so many of you today as brothers and sisters we gather and ask his blessing may God who out of his abundant love created it the world this world and all that is upon it give you peace may Christ who out of defeat brings hope and a new future fill you with his risen life and may the Holy Spirit who is with us in all things lead us in all goodness and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you this day and all those he calls you to love and care for and all the people said Amen, Amen. Amen.